There is an update coming in Marvel Strike Force next week. What do you need to do to prepare? And looks like there's datamized for another month-long event coming, but this time no character release associated with this. So will this be better or worse than previous iterations? And now that we know the kits for Archangel and Nemesis, how good will this Death Seed team be? We're talking all about that and more in this edition of your Marvel Strike Force Weekly News Update. This week, I'm joined by my brother Run7. And if you're ready for a run seven, tell them what to do, my friend. Let's go smash it, MSFers. Valley flying. Hello, Valley Maniacs. I am Valley Flying. Welcome back to the Valley Flying channel and this edition of your Marvel Strike Force weekly news update. We're talking a lot about everything going on in Marvel Strike Force. There's a big update coming next week. We have another month-long event data mine. This one looks to be a little better than uh, some of the previous ones. If you haven't already subscribed to the channel, hit that subscribe button for more great Marvel Strike Force, Marvel Snap, Marvel gaming content. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this, give it a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to it on. This week, I am joined in the news desk by my brother Run7 talking all about Marvel Strike Force and everything associated with this. First time on the channel. What is up, brother Run? How are you? I'm doing great, Valley. Thanks for having me on. How are you? How are you enjoying Marvel Strike Force this past I'm week or so? I'm some ups and downs, I guess, but mostly ups. I think I'm enjoying things a lot more than most people right now with a lot of the stuff that's come out recently. Nice, nice. Yeah, this 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 Thanksgiving a little different than Thanos Giver. We're going to talk about that, how it compares to different. last week. But before we get on with all the Marvel Strike Force <laughs> news and everything, I do have to ask you a very important question that I ask everybody, and it is the holiday season. So I have to ask you this, my brother. Yes. Do you think Die yes. Hard is or is not a Christmas movie? <laughs> Santa Claus does not come down the chimney until John McClane clears the room. Oh, you, <laughs> yes, that's going to win you a lot of points with the entire Valley Club and myself, because I think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So many Christmas songs, so many Christmas themes. The ending title song is a Christmas song. I mean, what can not be Christmassy about that? But moving on to more MSF stuff, it looks like, Run, we have an update coming next week. We have six new playable characters, some character updates some costumes, some additional hard difficulty chapters. That is good. It looks like we're going to get more farmable characters, and hopefully that brings more farmable characters. What are you looking forward to most with what you see here? Uh, the six new playable characters is I'm always excited about what new tunes are coming to the game, how they're going to be integrated into the combat system, whether we're going to be using them in war or raids or whatever, whether we can get a new arena meta to shake things up. It's always the new characters for me. Me too. I, I, I'm kind of liking these new uh, hard difficulty chapters. I'm looking forward to see. Hopefully we get more characters that are farmable and not just older characters that were in like the raid store, or the war store added to those. But we did get a data mine earlier this week about a new team coming in this update, the Rebirth team. Now, what it says, new character trade is coming soon. Assembling the powerful Rebirth team includes three new characters. So that is three down. We already know about Archangel. We already know about Nemesis. There's one more character though, but this Rebirth team, three new characters reworked to two existing characters. So before we move on to who that sixth character is, who are you? Who are your guesses for this rebirth team? If this data mine turns out to be correct, what are the what are the three and who do you think is going to get reworked? 
Well, I have a feeling the data mine is going to be correct. They tend to be more accurate than the blog posts. Uh, I think <laughs> I, I think for the rebirth team that we're definitely looking at Captain Britain or not, uh, you know, Captain Carter, Captain Carter, Captain okay. Carter, uh, U.S. agent is uh, something I'm looking forward to. And I'm thinking protocide which is Clinton McIntyre. He's kind of like an evil version of Captain America. They kind of dueled. He was the, the prototype version of Captain America. So okay. I think that might be the way to go. And then, of course, Steve Rogers and Bucky being the two reworks, I think. I think I think the I think those are locked in for being the two reworks. And I like your guesses. I like Captain Carter. I like US Agent. I'm going to go a different direction for the third guest. Though. I'm going to go with a character that was kind of featured on Falcon and Winter Soldier, sort of. Isaiah Bradley, a.k.a. The Patriot, is who I'm kind of leaning towards if this rebirth team comes to fruition. Mm -hmm. There All was right. a while back we had a lot of talk about uh, some Patriot popping up uh, in the rumor mill. And so I wonder, you know, at the time we thought it was maybe Iron Patriot or something like that. So I wonder if maybe yeah. that was something they were working on a long time ago. They're going to bring it back around for this team. Could be. Maybe, maybe, but uh, it would fit with uh, some of the lore and some mm -hmm. of those other things. Now, let's go back to this. It did say six new playable characters. Three, if the data mines are correct, are going to be from Rebirth. Two are going to be from Death Seed. What is your prediction <laughs> as this sixth character? Who could this be? I, I was thinking it's going to be someone like Magic, uh, someone that gives a lot of reworks to an existing team, makes them a little more viable, but only one character uh, that would have to build five for So Scopely loves doing this while they go away for their two month long break over December and January. Do you think it's something like that? Or is it a character that's gonna, I don't know. What, what else, what else could it be? Could it be a character I, with a bunch of reworks? I think it's going to be, well, I'm hoping it's something wild out of left field that catches everybody off guard. I'm thinking, could it be something like an Agents of Atlas character? Because Captain America was part of that Agents of Atlas, which is associated with Kang the Conqueror. And I think maybe we're moving towards Kang the Conqueror. Or could they be doing something, and this is what I'm really hoping for, and I'm sure it's not, but maybe something related with the Sentinels, and it's a Sentinel character who's going to oh. uh, usher in some, some new minions to go with I our, our new minion that. That tag, would, right? That would make sense with some of the disappointing news that we got a couple weeks ago that minions exactly. were required in that, that death scourge, but I would like that. Let me know your thoughts. What do you think this character, who do you think this character is going to be? Let me ask you a different question about this sixth character, though. What game mode will this sixth character be viable in? I'm, I'm thinking a lot of the guesses are leaning towards war, recruitable. Do you think it could be another I, arena team, another raid team? Where, where, where do you think this team or this character will be used? It could be arena and they would specifically be designed to preemptively shake things up in arena for as people are unlocking four part horseman teams, because right, we're, we're going to see with, with, uh, the Hulk with red Hulk and his awakened abilities, we're going to see a lot of people trying four horsemen plus Dormammu until apocalypse comes out. So maybe it's somebody that is specifically designed to shake up that arena meta. But I'm thinking it's probably going to be a Crucible member. They're, they're kind of pushing hard with Crucible. We've got the season that's going to be changing soon, hopefully, if they don't extend it again. And um, and so, so it's does, probably so going to be a Crucible term. Term. So a relative term. It, it right. was soon, yesterday, but it's it's a couple months away from now. Right. now so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I do like that, that, that arena meta, like a filler arena character. 
before Apocalypse, before we got this domination of Apocalypse and the Horsemen, some kind of weird filler character would be cool. But I, I yeah, I don't know if Scopely's that smart to preemptively get in front of some of those those mirror matches that we're looking at or something like that. Because, you know, people are already looking at the four Horsemen plus Dormammu and trying to figure out how to counter it as soon as that blog post drops. So yeah. They're, they're preemptively striking all that stuff yeah. uh, before Scopely can get to that yeah, stuff. Yeah, the but community I, I, thinks ahead. Scopely does not. <laughs> yeah, they do. They, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm leaning kind of with your guess. Probably Crucible. But one of the worst things it could be is a war defense a war, or a Crucible mm-hmm. defense thing. And I'm hoping that's not where it could be. But it's very possible. It's the worst possible situation. All right, let's move on. You talked about the announcement of all the... Archangel, Nemesis, the reworks to Red Hulk, how to counter that. Well, let's talk about the kits. We got the announcement yesterday. Archangel and Nemesis, their kits look very, very strong. The next legendary horseman character. So obviously this is going to be a very strong character. Uh, if Morgan Le Fay, Rogue, Red Hulk are in any indication, they're going to be viable, or at least Archangel, viable in every single game mode. And you're going to talk about that arena meta shakeup, especially with these awakened abilities for Red Hulk. Uh, what was what was something that stood out for you about Archangel's kit? What are what are you looking forward to most with this character? How little we understand from how much we got. I mean, we got the full kit, except for we don't know the stats and we don't know the uh, the ISO bonus attack, right? And those we are don't. those are really critical in how this is going to play out. Now, it looks to me like both Archangel and Nemesis, Scopely is trying to push us towards a dual ISO so that in raids we want one thing and outside of raids we want another, you know. Mm. Um, but, but I think it's going to be very critical on what the ISO bonus attack for Archangel does specifically, his speed, especially speed in relation to Nemesis, and then his damage. Like if his damage is Nokia damage, I'm excited for him. But if his Mm. damage is Thor damage, mm, he's pretty good, you know? I, I, it has to be Nakia level damage, right? It can't be, I would it can't be so. weak damage. This the rest of his kit doesn't Run, feel legendary. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like a legendary horseman to me. It's good. It's it's a very good kit. He's going to make this team incredibly fast in raids or feel fast. I mean, obviously slowing down the other team. It works the same way. Yeah. But but his kit didn't like blow me out of the water the way some of these other horsemen kits did. Like when I read through Red Hulk's kit, I was like, oh, this is good. This is good. This is good. And I got down the passive and i went whoa you know and i didn't really have that moment with archangel so i'm hoping that moment comes when we see his damage stat and it's like ninety-five thousand or something like that and then i'm like okay so his opening move is delete one tune yeah i i i i wasn't very impressed with rogue initially especially after that nerf that she got I'm like oh mm-hmm. she's gonna have two moves and then nothing after that but those two moves are so strong that it's good side so like maybe maybe there's something we're missing here like you said we don't have the all the base stats there we don't have that safety the assist i the the counter chance and everything one thing I, that did stand out to me is on enemy death uh this is why i highlighted it. i thought this was the most important part of his kit on enemy death attacking the most injured enemy 200 percent piercing this could be very very big or like a little tickle but 
I'm assuming it's going to be big because this is a legendary horseman there. Also reducing the speed bar for all enemies in raids. It's going to be 25%, only 10% outside of raids. So that's going to also be effective in arena. And then more a barrier for herself based on this character's max health. That is what stood out to me. Is there any particular thing that stood out for you? I know you we're missing some of the information, some of the potential that we got. Is there anything that stood out as far as his kit for Archangel? Well, I was actually really happy that they kind of reduced his speed meter rewind outside of raids. I think that's what that's going to do is make small adjustments when you use him in arena, but it's not going to completely dominate or obliterate. Like, like you can do some things to negate a 10% change in speed. You can't really do anything to negate a 25% change no. in speed um i also thought that the 15 percent crit chance alongside the three percent of the characters max health the heal characters for three percent that was that's kind of interesting because it, it feels like they're trying to swing us towards a raider on some of these characters when dark beast has the assist always and it seems so obvious that you're going to want to make mostly strikers out of this team and then skirmisher on dark beast so i i'm i I really want to see how it plays out, especially when we get down to Nemesis and his kit in relation to this extra crit chance and stuff like that. So obviously he's going to be valuable in the raids. Obviously mm. with this full horseman team and Apocalypse valuable in arena, any viability outside of that? Is he going to be full death seed and war valuable war offense, war defense, and then same thing in Crucible? Or, is, or are they just going to be relegated to raids based on what you're seeing in this kit right now? So in War and Crucible, of course, different roster sizes are going to apply here, obviously. That, that goes without saying, but some people tend to forget that. But if you're working with someone who has a full roster unlocked, I think that most of the time, at least for now, we're going to be putting these in their horseman teams rather than putting them all together as four plus Dormammu or something mm -hmm. or four plus Apocalypse. Maybe we'll do that. But I mean, you have four really good teams that you can maybe make some minor adjustments to if you want to swap out one tune here and there. But if you put all the horsemen on one team, then it's probably just going to somebody's going to have to counter it with one of their horsemen teams or triple tap it in crucible or something like that. So oh. I, I see it being, I see it taking up too many resources to combine all the horsemen into one team on either war or crucible. And I think most people will spread those out in crucible defense, which I'm starting, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to see a lot more people push a harder and harder defense in crucible and playing smarter on offense to overcome it and that seems to be a winning strategy these days yeah i i'm seeing that as well i don't like it i just, i like going uh, very light on defense and just uh, going efficient and looks like other people are going with defense and i gotta be a little more smart with my attacks so yeah it, it doesn't seem like it's the best to um combine them all on one team have one strong team it's probably best to give give them different teams mm -hmm. uh when you're in crucible and things like that let's move on to this character nemesis now i've and you you sort of mentioned this uh you weren't as impressed with the kit for archangel how impressive how impressed were you with this kit for nemesis because i'm seeing some people on reddit saying nemesis should have been the horseman his kit looks way more impressive than archangel where do you stand with this 
Uh, I think Nemesis looks really cool. I'm not that familiar with the character. The kit or the look? When you say looks really cool. Everything. Everything about Nemesis actually kind of appeals to me. Uh, When when I first heard Nemesis, I was like, who's Nemesis? And got to look him up and stuff. I couldn't remember. Ghost Rider in the Hulkbuster costume is exactly who he is. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the cosmic Ghost Rider. Forget the story that they wrote right here. He's Ghost Rider. Right. So I, I start looking through his kit and 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 of course the way he looks i think he looks cool even though it does kind of look like they just reskinned hulkbuster but his kid is very interesting that he's this support character who you definitely don't want to use the healer iso on because he doesn't actually have any active healing in his kit it's all health steel so this is why i think that this it especially this character looks really good as a raider and again we don't know what his basic iso response is going to be like if it says come back with just regular damage and nothing else then I'm going to go Raider 100% if his ISO bonus attack is steal 5% 7% then it's probably make him a striker as well but with the added crit chance and crit damage from uh, from Archangel I'm kind of looking into him as a Raider because remember Magneto's going to clump everybody together so even his attack that does adjacent enemies is probably going to be hitting a lot and it's going to be in raids where you're going to be using this guy primarily and so there's going to be a lot of people on the field they're going to be clumped together you're probably going to be hitting five characters at a time with with just his uh what is it his special that does adjacent damage you know yeah. and his and of course his alt is an aoe that gets everybody and i think that's a lot of health steal that could be happening there if this guy's um damage stat is also really large like if he's up there with nokia that's a lot of health he's going to be stealing that is Especially a good point about the clumping them together and this being an adjacent target attack i didn't think about that magneto move initially now and again that, that plays into we don't know their speed, the speed you know is, that's, that's is it gonna, how does it play out and then of course he's got the take all the effects off of archangel and spread them to the rest of the team is that happening before archangel collects all those positive effects or is it happening after so is this going to be a team a where point. we want to manually play it because you need to go special then ultimate or are we going to use that sim button that they gave us and finally get some of our frustrations out on those mutant nodes it works works the sim button works very well on the tech node so hopefully it will work uh, with this <laughs> right. with this uh horseman team on the mutant nodes there i do like that uh that uh striker for this health steal but that raider brings up a good point and you mentioned earlier that you're, you might use different iso eights for raids and then outside of raids so raider inside of raids and then are you going back to striker based you know based on the, the also getting the health steal are you going back to striker outside of raids for this character? I mean, if if this character's basic ISO attack is duplicate of what his basic says, and it's a five percent health steal, then I think raider's a really strong choice. But if it's three percent or less, I would probably go raider. Did I say striker? Striker. If it's five percent or more, and if it's three percent or less, then I think raider is kind of where he's at. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that makes sense. I like that. All right. So in in your final opinion. So based on what you see, better or about the same as Archangel or or worse than Archangel? Where are you with Nemesis and these two characters? How do you how do you rank these two? 
It's a five-piece raid team. They're all important, and you need high damage on both of these guys for them to really do what they need to do with Archangel needing to kill people, especially with his 700% piercing damage. Um, somebody was talking about that earlier. That's like, I think it was McMull pointed out, um, Iron Man does 700% damage, but it's regular damage. So yeah, how much is that going to do? Not to mention, is Archangel getting the offense up when that takes place? Again, that's a matter of speed and, and when those things are happening. Happening. So I think if you push hard in the Scourge event and get high stars, high red stars on Archangel, if you get lucky and pull some high red stars on uh, Nemesis and you spend a little bit of money or probably a lot of money to get you know five, six stars on him or something, I think these characters are both going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be an incredibly powerful raid team. I don't think there's going to be any problems. The only thing that really I question about the team as a whole is why do they have Taunt on the, on the cloning mechanism in Dark Beast? I was expecting to see something that would give a clone some stacks of death proof or something so, some reason why because the mad scientist or mad chemist ability it brings in the clone and they just get wiped out and i'm like what is this for is that just is that basically giving the next attacker blind is that it, it, essentially is that what it's doing so that they just miss they just hit this clone like i don't know it just seems like a wasted way to do that interesting i, I didn't even think about that yeah they clone them and they get the taunt i I missed that the first time. But right, and the defense up for two turns just isn't enough. I mean, maybe when we start seeing like a seven by six Dark Beast, that'll really be effective. Maybe if in Doom 4, we're cloning some other Death Seed members and those that clone gets some more of the Death Seed abilities or something like that, bonuses, then maybe that's going to take place. But I just don't, I don't understand why they put Taunt on the clone. Mm, good point on that. So, like, very looking. I'm looking forward to seeing all the full kit on these team. Uh, the full information on these characters. We know their kit, but we don't know their base stats. Like you said, we don't know their um, their uh, safety, their counter and assist chance. That will make a difference in uh, the recommendations for this team. But they do look fun. I can't wait to try this team out in the rays and just smashing through the mutant section because that's been a pain for so many players for so long. Uh, any other thoughts on this Death Sea team before we move on to? red hulk i think that covers it all right let's talk about red hulk he got his awaken abilities announced they look very good now i just highlighted the the bold portions which is where i think the only changes are so the change comes to a special here if apocalypse is an ally with three or more horsemen allies clear revive once on adjacent targets as well not just the primary target so that's going to be strong so the placement is going to be uh, is going to matter where you place your defensive teams uh filling speed bar for one random adjacent horseman ally by 10 percent, and filling speed bar for apocalypse by 15 percent. so the placement on this is going to matter so your team and your defensive team is going to matter uh now with these mm -hmm. awakened abilities i kind of feel like this this kind of points out a, a starting point for placement you know you'll have apocalypse center red hulk adjacent to him and then somebody else adjacent to red hulk so who do you want to speed up 10 percent? because apocalypse is getting the 15 percent no matter what and then it's going to be the other person and you're pro like i'm thinking okay let's go apocalypse with red hulk and then rogue off of his shoulder so that rogue can get to her special maneuver first and, and speed that up a little bit and then um red hulk will be next to her so when she's taunting he's getting the splash damage and and, and stuff <clears throat> but who knows you know the the other thing is uh it, it, 
if Apocalypse is an ally or with three horsemen allies, clear the revive once on the adjacent, right? So you're running a four horseman team with Dormammu or your or Emma or whoever you think. Mm. And I I think that's kind of cool, but again, everybody's going to be looking at how to counter that composition right away. And really fast that's going to become a an easy team to beat because we'll just come up with you know whether it's the the red guardian doom and omega thing that we kind of came up with for for gamma and stuff like that so it, it see i don't think that the revive once on adjacent targets is that big a deal until apocalypse comes to the game because then you can put apocalypse and red hulk and three people of your choosing in there and come up with some really good theory crafting ideas and still get the value out of him and i do like the 10 percent and 15 percent speed bar adjustments as opposed to bigger numbers because you can do things like putting emma to counter effect those um counter counter counteract those effects so I, I like that. I do as well. Now, one one thing that I'm noticing here this is uh, this is all on the special. Weaver Weaver blocks a lot of this special. He doesn't get any of these uh, clearing the revive once. He doesn't do his battlefield effects with that um, Weaver and their charges. Do you think Weaver's still going to be a factor in countering Red Hulk at least until we see Apocalypse? Oh, I think I think um, Spider Weaver is going to be a very important character for quite some time. That's a totally different mechanic than anything we've seen before. I think that's going to have a lot of long term viability. And even if they uh, the Tangled Web duo trio doesn't maintain an arena for a long time, I think that's just going to be a powerful character that's used in a lot of places. I don't think it changes too much on that front. Okay, I, I, I agree. I, I think uh, until Apocalypse comes around, I don't know if uh, these changes are going to be making too big of a difference in the arena meta. But uh, the passive, at the end of this character's turn, if Apocalypse and allies gain a charge up to a maximum five, so every time he takes a turn, getting an extra charge, getting that battlefield effects a little earlier in the battle, mm -hmm. and getting more focus for Apocalypse and the rest of the horsemen, will this make a difference in any of the battles, or is this still going to be countered by... This is much more impactful. Getting your Red Hulk to his battlefield effect burst is super important in those arena matchups. And like I said earlier, if you can pair Apocalypse with Red Hulk and you get all the benefits and then you have three more places to theorycraft on that on that field. And then the 60% focus, which I mean, that comes with the full team. That's kind of huge, and I almost feel like they thought of that after they realized that they made too much resistance in some of these characters. Like, ever since MLF, we've been in a resistance meta, and I think they're going to start pushing up the focus on a lot of tunes to try and level that out, because it's it's been a lot of RNG frustration, and no one really likes that. Especially in Crucible. I was I was hoping oh. the season would end. We're going to talk about that, but yeah, Crucible's, Crucible's a pain with all the extra resistance that these mutants get. Uh, Let's let's move on. Unless there's anything else with Red Hulk, I want to talk about the uh, MSF .gg updates. Unless unless there's anything that we missed with Red Hulk, I think we covered nah. a lot though. No, nah, that's it. All right. Well, we did get an update to MSF .gg yesterday, and I was going to the site as this was going on, and I was like, "Why is this so slow? Why is this not working?" Then I got this error message that the site is down. Like, what happened to MSF .gg? Well, a few hours later, it was explained. There was an update going on. And it took place earlier or earlier yesterday. 
is supposed to come up with faster load times than MarvelStrikeForce.com and received a few more updates, updated navigation bar, claiming web milestones, roster sync, free daily claims. Uh, and it wasn't running very slow for me previously. How has this uh, been for you? This slow uh, for the, uh, excuse me, this site has the speed been increased with these changes to MSF.gg from yesterday? So I didn't notice a thing other than one time I got a notification saying I was being redirected. And then I kind of read into it and figured out what was going on. My wife noticed. She came to me and she's like, why am I getting this notification? Why is it forcing me to go through MSF.GG? And I just said, don't worry about it. It's an improvement. Just, just go to MSF.GG. It works faster. I bought a new phone and I started going through MSF.GG ever since they kind of got everything switched over to there. That's been working great. I've been very happy with it because we all know what a pain the the web store and the web milestones has been for so long. So I'm glad that they're constantly improving and I'm glad they're shifting everybody over there. I hope they just do away with the MarvelStrikeForce.com stuff and just stick with MSF.GG. That's a much, much better platform to be running it on. Yeah, I think I think uh, it worked. Uh, every everybody that I've heard that uh, had a slow site before this update is running very fast now. For me, I don't know. I guess it, it, every time I went to Chrome on my stuff, it loaded pretty fast. Except for yesterday. Yesterday just wasn't loading. So uh, I guess this is a good improvement there. And I like that they added that roster sync. Uh, we also just finished with a cyber turkey hunt. Now, I did want to ask you, Thanos giving one of the worst <laughs> events we've ever had in MSF history. How does this cyber turkey event from this year compare to Thanos giving last year? It affects me the exact same that Thanos giving affected me, which is not at all. I just don't so spend on it. All these offers for Thanksgiving, not at all. none of them. All right. Not at all. People were crying about the one turkey in that five dollar gambit offer that went missing, and I'm just, I don't care. I don't care at all. This is, it's an offer. It's a convoluted offer. They're not fooling anybody. I don't understand. I don't know any spenders that look at this and go, I don't want to play a spending game. Like I, I don't want to play games with how I spend my money to get stuff. Just show me what is there and let me spend my money on it so this is just I, it's a bunch of nonsense i don't sweat over it at all all right but what was this worse than thanos giving because thanos giving they well, had a bunch of offers for orbs that you could purchase you didn't know what was in them by the time we got these orbs they were trash i heard you didn't even you still have like massive amount of unopened orbs from last year that you're just like these aren't worth the time of opening these all uh this year we at least got some free stuff right it's not all the good stuff that we got but we got we got a few milestones here some mm -hmm. some gold some stuff so some free stuff that we didn't have to go too crazy for but uh so yeah, in, the, in the plus and minus columns, it kind of sucks that as a free-to-play player, because I've switched over to free-to-play now, not because anything Scopely did, but just because I didn't want to spend any more money and I'm trying to save my money. Um, they, they put a lot of kind of some juicy shards right there at the top, right where my free-to-play milestone ends. It's right there in front of me, and I'm like, dang it. Why do you got to do that? Why do you got to dangle it right there? Couldn't they have moved that down to like seven or eight where I don't see it on the screen anymore? Because right? I I want, you know, I, I could use a few Wong shards. I want some 99 shards. You know, my fire chicken's kind of low on the, in the, in the shards there too. So I want that stuff, um, but I'm, I'm not going to get it. So I didn't like that. However, I do appreciate that they simplified this. Like there's no like weird numbers 
you know, in the in the tens and hundreds of thousands yeah. of points scoring system, stuff like that. Or it's a, really or kind a, of with a zero percent chance of getting something good. <laughs> it's not a blind orb opening like in Thanos giving everybody was buying that stuff not knowing what they're gonna get we know what we're gonna get if we want to spend our money for it it's all right there so at least they made it you know clear and transparent but I don't know I wish it was a little less transparent so I just didn't see those those next couple of milestones because I, I just I don't well, want to do it. One game I'm playing that I enjoy, and I think the community really enjoys the community of the game that is playing that Marvel Snap. They did nothing for Thanksgiving. They did nothing for Black Friday. Zero complaints. This we we got we got we got some stuff down here for free, and there's a lot of complaints because all this other stuff that we didn't get. So I think that's kind of funny. But I think people yeah, focus better, better on last year, in my opinion. Yeah, people are focusing on the fact that Scopely's trying to make money during the holidays. Which, oh my gosh, so does every business in America. So, so I can't really blame them for trying to put out an offer and trying to collect money, trying to put out all these holiday offers to to cash in on the season or whatever. That's just that's just how it works. Yeah. But you know, at the same time. I don't know. The, I, I thought they could have been a little more generous. I mean, it is Thanksgiving. And they could have. They could have. <laughs> but there's so many things that they do wrong. I don't think this is one of them. This is not no. a great event. This is this is this is just a trashy event. This is kind of ignoring event. Not something to get angry about and complain about because yeah, they do so much that we got to complain about. I was hoping they would screw up on a turkey offer and have to give us all like seven more turkeys so I could get a couple more of those milestones, you they know. They screw up on a turkey offer. They, they but, did, but I don't think nothing. they're gonna give us the turkey. They're <laughs> no, they're not. The, the, the gamut offer. Now in the store there was this gamut offer. You could purchase this two times. So not just one turkey run. You could get two turkeys. Oh, yeah. yeah there goes our Thanksgiving leftovers. And a hundred <laughs> gambit shards for $10 and two turkeys. That'll get you some echo shards as well. So this, this would have been a great offer. But unfortunately, the offer that included gambit shards went live in the store for approximately one hour. Mm -hmm. The offer was not intended to go live on that date, but rather be reworked and delayed until December. What the heck is this crap? It had turkeys in it. It had cyber turkeys in it. How is this reworked and delayed? What is that crap? The offer returned the same price, number of gambit shards for the first couple of weeks to the offer in that uh, the the items in that offer is something to change. Apologize for this confusion and appreciate the players that inquired about this. How, how much how much uh, lies is in this? Or okay, exactly, there's, this, there's this kind of a lot this, to this, unpack this, here. This, really. rework, this reworked and delayed until December. What is that? There's no, there's no turkeys. These turkeys do nothing. <laughs> Who knows? How, yeah, I mean, for this to be like an idea they were throwing around and make it all the way to the community on accident, right? It's, it's kind of weird, but I think so. An offer goes out that's erroneous that they don't want, whether it's a major screw up or just something a little off. Like, like this isn't a terribly game breaking offer or anything. No. They should have just left it up there, honestly. But what happens is these offers go out by mistake. And unfortunately, you know, as a mobile gamer always says, why don't they proofread these offers? But they don't. But this makes it out there and somebody's got to pull it. And then a different group at Scopely has to decide how they deal with the mistake. I think it's a terrible system rather than just proofreading their offers before they go out. But I think yeah. that's kind of how it happens because every time there's a mistaken offer, it gets yanked after just a couple hours. Everybody screams about it. If the offer's really huge game breaking, then they're like, oh, we got to roll back servers and all that nonsense. You know, we've been through this every year, at least twice. So. Up. 
Just leave it up. up. Yeah, this leave offer should have stayed up for sure. Who cares how this bad it is? absolutely should have stayed up. And I now, mean, how do they fix this, right? If they bring this offer back, it's too late to get the turkey. That's what everybody cares about. Yeah. Otherwise, it's well, just a $5 for 50 shard offer, which is one of the good ones. It's a good it's, offer it's for sure. Offer. But like you said, you're getting some echo shards out of this too yeah. if you bought, but not the people who buy it late. So how do they fix that? I don't know. I don't know either. They they screw up so much. You would think they would learn it this time. You know, all these offers that they did. Uh, when we go back to Goldgate, how long did that gold last in your in your inbox? For me, not that long. These uh, the the previous one, the catalyst. I still have a lot of. Oh, actually, the first catalyst that would happen this year that ran out within like two weeks. The other catalyst not really changed too much because I haven't even opened all those. So why don't they just leave these offers? I don't understand that. Nothing. I don't of these know. Game breaking. They're <laughs> Something that they need to take place at a higher level at Scopely, come up with a discussion and just, well, first off, they just need to review the offers before they come out. But with somebody who knows what they're doing, just look at them for crying out loud. Why don't they just let you guys in the envoys glance at it 24 hours in advance and you guys could point it out to them in seconds and be like, oh hey, you know, oh I know they don't goodness. pay you to do that. I know well, they don't pay you to do what, that, but still. Novel thought. That's, that's, Heaven that's, forbid that's, that's they use a free resource times. they've got <laughs> available to them, you know? No, oh. it's just the paid one that sucks let's do the paid resource that <laughs> yeah, sucks it doesn't do their job properly make never everybody angry for it <laughs> No, it's, right. uh, but hey, this is the company that we've been dealing with for years. They haven't seen to change on this. I don't know if change is ever going to come. I think this is the system that's in place. No, and we just got to enjoy what we can and hopefully laugh at the, you yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know. They're getting better at writing their blog posts and lying to us about how they want it to be more competitive <laughs> and equal and all this stuff. And then they have stuff like this that they can't even fix. No, again, you know what they, you know what else they can't fix either, Run. Mm. This calendars. How many how many <laughs> months in a row has a calendar been late or something going on with a calendar and then uh, they had to extend it? I, it's this is like the third month going on, right? If yeah. I'm remembering correctly, third month in a row. Now, if we look at the November calendar, if we go into my game right now, the November calendar it worked properly for me. I got the 250 cores, mm -hmm. but not for everybody. Yep. People in Australia, in the early parts of Asia, they got this. They got it reset. They didn't get those 250 cores. Why Why don't they just start these on time? It's like the third or fourth month in a row run. I, I don't understand it either. This seems like a simple on-off switch mechanic for them to do. Um, and, and if it happens once a month, could you not just put some sort of like a Google reminder on somebody's desk and have them manually go set this off when it's supposed to start for real? Like, is that too much to ask for? Because their automated system is getting it wrong, obviously. And especially, you know, uh, don't we have collect power cores going on right now? And there's like 250 yes. in the November. So yes. it was important this time around. A lot of people needed those 250. 50 cores hey and december december started on time for me but uh yeah mine yeah, worked it, fine it, and mine, i see there's some fine. messaging i believe that they said that they're gonna fix this or you know fix it well and how often I mean, we have this conversation repeatedly it's like they say we'll we'll compensate and we'll make it right how much would it cost them to do it right in the first place rather than pay somebody to go back and figure it out individually for all the people that got screwed up all the different time zones that got messed up they don't think that far in advance run. I mean, you should know, the they, they, they're very short-sighted with their thinking. Like, all right, let's do this now. Let's put a little Band-Aid on it. Uh, the same problem is going to come up later, but let, let's put this Band-Aid on instead of instead of fixing it right. Mm-hmm. 
I try not to get worked up over these things. I try to understand this is just how it is. It's the game we play. You know, if anything, it's something for us to talk about, right? That's that's what it is. Something for us to talk about. When nothing goes wrong, things get a little bit boring in MSF. So it gives us something to talk about. But I try not to get too worked up over it. I tell people, you know, you don't need to quit the game over this stuff. This is just something you got to learn to live with because it's it's how it is. Yeah, just laugh at them. Just laugh at them. They suck. They're not trying to 40 chess. They're not trying to manipulate. Well, sometimes they are, but most of the time they're not trying to manipulate you. They just keep screwing up, and they don't. They they don't know. Reddit will scream loud enough to get their attention and they'll compensate us something you know i kind of miss fox next compensating is so much every time there was a screw up but it really feels like ever since you know fox next i don't think really paid attention to the currency to the economies so much and and now with with scopely and boundless like they're really paying attention to the economy and i don't feel like the compensations mean anything at all they're just like oh yeah we'll just take it out of next month's event and give it to them early you know it's it's nothing all all those all those power cores you got for free last month hey yeah let's go power core spending event after power core spending event after power core spending event because uh that wasn't supposed to be there in the economy mm-hmm. all right well we got a we got an event going on right now the battle scars milestone this has some uh no blitzing thank goodness but you mentioned those power cords that you need from the calendar uh luckily we got some power cords that we're getting on the web store now so that's good uh but we also have some war attacks that you have to do now in this blog post i believe it says with war dogs but uh if we if we look at what it says in the actual web milestone it looks that we have to attack with Wakanda, so it gives us seven characters mm-hmm. instead of five this doesn't seem as grindy for me it looks like i'm gonna get uh, these milestones i'm not gonna have to spend power cords to refresh a store to do 14 war attacks i could do it with 12 i could do it with 13 if i want if i don't have all those Wakandans and uh, those power cores if you were hoarding all your mail not that bad and uh i think the big change here is not getting campaign energy using the event campaign energy from the nakia event uh, what do you think of this total battle scars in its entirety with the powerful pause and the roar of Wakanda? What, what do you think of this event and I know. how bad it could have been and how, how it is right now? Kind of feels like any of the other recent events they've put out. I'm neither excited for it nor have any problems with it. That kind of stealth change from War Dogs to Wakandans, that's a good thing. I wish they would have kind of sent an in-game message or something because I bet there's some people that still have um, M'Baku sitting on the bench when they could be gaining some extra points for him and everything. I'll probably save up my war attacks and push for 14. I kind of like doing war attacks when I'm not streaming. Um, I, I like to do the war attacks and stuff. It's it's kind of fun to to practice and challenge because I don't take war too seriously. Neither does my alliance. Um, so you don't need I, to though. You don't need to. If you want to do that for fun, do that. But do you, yeah, if you do thirteen attacks and use all seven Wakandans in those attacks. That's more than enough points for all these milestones. Yeah, so so there there you go. I like to push for the max on the things that I enjoy more. So yeah. like the, the war attacks is what I'll push for. That way I can, you know, lay off. Or if I just get distracted in real life and don't have the time and, and miss a couple on the back end, I won't worry about it so much. So I, I like when they give us a little bit of breathing room and we don't have to max everything out to get there. I, I do as well. I do as well. All right. Uh, in addition to this, we also have the big thing. We talk, we mentioned this briefly. The requirements for Death Scourge, the minion requirements on nodes one and two. And if we look at this chart here, 
And the Bionic Avengers Wakandans on nodes 5 and 10, highlighted in orange. Also, the minions highlighted in nodes 1 and 2 in orange. So it looks like this was thought of. This was the most scummiest way they could have uh, done this, uh, especially the first two nodes would require minion characters. There's also minion scourges. So I don't know if they can go back on this. How do you think they can make this a little less scummy, a little less trashy, and a little less feeling bad for the community that I don't think they started playing Marvel Strike Force to play with minions. They started playing it to play with our favorite Avengers or characters they see in the MCU or on Disney Plus, not with no-name minion characters. So what, what can be done at this point? Because I don't think they could go back on the minions. What can they do to make this a little well, less scummy and make this event not well, as trash? Don't feeling? you understand? This is Scopely reacting to what we said. We said, we don't want to be forced to build these cookie cutter teams. We don't want the path to apocalypse where we have to build these specific teams. So they said, okay, we'll give you a pool of 32 characters to build oh. from. Take your pick. <laughs> oh, my bad. It's our fault. It's That's our right. fault. Oh, you man. know what? I, I wish I was recording when I watched when I read this blog post because I was scrolling through the blog and going oh this is cool this is cool I like what they're doing I like how they phrase this this and then I get there and I see nodes one and two highlighted and Valley I laughed for 10 minutes straight I thought it was absolutely hilarious knowing how much the community is absolutely going to lose their mind over this I view this as a challenge that we have to overcome because remember we're all in this one together we're all working you know, against the same kind of leaderboard to get there. We're all pitted with the same pretty much resources and everything. I'm sure you got spenders and you got free to play, exactly. but, but we all have to get over this challenge together. I mean, unless yeah. you're, unless you're Zubin and you have like your lowest minion is still 150 K or something like that. You know, most of us don't even have any minions in orange gear. So we're all kind of building from the same pool and we all get to theorycraft and come up with what is the best way to get us through the starting gate of this scourge? You know, what's the most efficient way? Do we do we still have those uh, APKs, the blue stack APKs that we don't have to play this scourge event? <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it. I don't want to have to build a character that doesn't actually exist in the Marvel Universe. I want to build characters that I'm familiar with, characters that are really interesting and neat. That's why I'm hoping they give us Sentinel minions or new minions that are in the Marvel Universe but can take the minion tag, that would make me feel a lot better if they did something like that. Um, especially if if the Sentinels came in and they had extra oomph against uh, mutants, that would be pretty cool too, I think. But the other thing is, and, and I heard from some, some different people that there's some content creators who said, hey, build up your characters to get through nodes one and two and at a high difficulty and just unlock the legendary and then you can come back using the legendary and they were saving some resources doing this and people yeah. are telling me that this might be yeah. a direct response to that so that we can no longer just kind of inch our way in at a high difficulty and save resources that this is what happens when we get smart with Scopely, they come back and stick us with some garbage like this. Yeah, there's a reason they're not on nodes eight and nine. They're on nodes one and two. That's right. So if you want That's to right. even do this event, you got to build up these trashy, worthless 
minions. And, and oh, come if on, I got a seven red hand sentry. I've been waiting to dust off. I got a, I got a seven <laughs> red eight monstrosity oh, that I go. do not want to build. I got a, I got a hand sentry here that I, a six star that I don't want to build. The Hydra, arm, Hydra armored guard, uh, aim researcher, aim infector. I got a lot of great uh, red star pulls on my aim characters. I don't want to build them though, Scopely, because these guys i don't want them <laughs> anyway not good uh but yeah if 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 they keep these requirements they don't change anything they don't add like the summons of kingpin or the summons of ultron to this mm -hmm. requirement what what minions are you leaning towards building up right now okay or are you so just waiting or are you just waiting to see what happens uh, next obviously week? <laughs> let's let's throw out the industry standard disclaimer don't build anything until we know what's in the nodes so yes, we know how build. it plays out let the These content creators waste their time and money going through it the the thing lasts like 10 days or something in the first place so save your resources up so you can see what works best then build that if you want to be efficient if you right. want to have fun Not build your favorites Not build a recommendation your <laughs> Build your favorites if you want to have fun. If I had to pick five right now, I would probably lean into the shield minions. Plus, I would take Merc Lieutenant and Merc Riot Guard because I already have those built up. I was a big fan of the Taskmaster uh, Mercenary team, so I built them okay. way up, and I kind of like those tunes. Otherwise, you know, Ravagers are a pretty good pick. They were the, the most recent reworks. But I think that the Scourge points are going to push you towards those shield minions and talking about those, the scourge modifiers what if nodes one and two have no minions in them except for the minions you're bringing in obviously and nodes eight through or, uh, three through ten have no minions in them at all and so when you go in scopely's basically giving your team the bonus right your team gets that benefit and almost no other minions appear through the rest of the scourge which doesn't debilitate the rest of your your different teams what if that's the the caveat they're they're trying to throw us a bone or something like that so i'm not i'm not sure I think that's one way they can make it better. I, don't, I, I definitely don't think that's their original thoughts, though, to make it that easy for us. But that that, that would way, be a way that they can rework it since this blog post, if they want to keep all those minion requirements and do all that stuff. Right. But, uh, those modifiers are kind of, they're trying to bring down the difficulty for the minion part and increase the difficulty for the rest. So it kind of levels it out. So you're not having to build your minion team as big as the rest of your roster. And I hope <sighs> they really push it in that direction so that we find, hey, you know, gear tier 12, like two teams of five at gear tier 12 gets you through nodes one and two. Uh, and then people are like, oh, OK, that's not that big a deal. You know, and another I, I thing is like. Yeah, and the other thing that you mentioned earlier is the the we're competing in the leaderboards against each other, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't want to build my minions. You don't want to build your minions. No, none of the community wants to build your minions. So maybe this would be like a difficulty six run that everybody does. And we don't have to build minions. Right. Who knows? We, we just we just don't know. And that's why we, we say don't build anything yet. You know, I mean, there could be the strategy of building up 30 minions to gear tier 12, which is going to take you like 60 million gold or something like that, uh, rather yuck. than build one team up to gear tier 15, which costs about the same. I think it's 50 million. So. Mm. 
So what do you want to do? Do you want to throw wave after wave of your minions at it and just crash through the thing? Or do you want to build a hyper-efficient team? Do you already have Ravagers in your roster? And there's three of the, you know, there's there's three of your five ready to go. Um, maybe you built Ravagers and you have the Merc Lieutenant and Merc Riot Guard uh, because you were a big fan of the mercenary team like I was. You know, may maybe you already have something to go. So everybody's going to be different. I think there's a lot of angles, but the biggest thing to do is just wait and see what the content creators do. Wait to see how we dip our toes into this and where it goes. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, Remnick says. We'll, we'll do all the work so you don't have to. Yeah. All right. It, he was found, uh, Run7. I was looking for him for so long, for weeks after weeks after weeks. We finally found... Mr. Negative, he was on the web this entire time, going to the web this entire time. There is no event for him because mm -hmm. he's a character like the Hulk, like Wolverine, that they're just giving away for free. What did you think of this when you saw this announced in this blog post? Starting November 28th, starting to get free shards for Mr. Negative every single day, 10 on the first day, five every subsequent day until you get him to seven stars. Is this is this what you were expecting from Mr. Negative? Is this a lot friendlier I, than you thought? I should have I should have been expecting something like this. My first thought was, did they forget to release him and have to throw him into the web store? But I think honestly, this this makes a lot of sense. They're trying to draw traffic to their website. They're trying to get everybody to go over there so they use that store so they can make a bunch of money off of their offers, skipping the middleman. It's just one more thing to go over there. And it's like the new era of Wolverine. You know, it's the character that everybody's going to have as long as you play the game and go do your, your diligent hunting on their website, which is frustrating in the extreme, especially for free play players who don't have we don't want to go over there and collect our milestones we don't want to go over there and collect our shards of mr negative but no. we have to and that it doesn't feel good but at least they're giving us something worthy to go over there for and now i have a, a, a you know it used to be i went like every other day to go collect my my milestones because they would save in the in the milestone rewards and now i gotta go every single day but hey you know it's five shards and i think negative looks like he's pretty good i i want to throw him together on a crucible defense team i've been kind of working on a on a hybrid i have a seven red taskmaster again i'm a big fan of taskmaster so nice. i'm gonna go ahead and build this guy i don't think a lot a lot of people should i don't think newer players should i don't think the the value is there for using the rest of your resources but certainly go to the website collect those free shards and and you know get your negative on yes get your negative on now underworld did this did this effectively nerf the underworld team are they still valuable because there's a few ways that they can nerf characters one is actually nerfing the character's kid making them less uh the other is giving a hard counter and the third which is sort of a nerf giving the character to everybody now that everybody has mr negative and if you've been playing for a while you have the rest of the underworld are they less valuable now or are they still some of the top war teams and crucible teams out there you or could make the argument team? that they're less valuable but honestly i think that sounds like whining to me I think if you're a smart player and you know how to use Mr. Negative and you know how to place him on a good hybrid team, whether it be offense or defense, I think there's value to be had there. And I think good players will unlock him, build him and use him. And the people who don't understand how to play the game at its highest level will complain that this is some sort of a nerf or it's not worth it or whatever. Now, again, if you're a newer player, I don't think it is worth it. 
because by the other, time you get him built up to compete to, to be compete with other people he's gonna have fallen off with power creep there's other priorities we're still in the hunt for apocalypse but i don't know maybe if if you're not in the hunt for apocalypse and you're free to play and you're not going to be buying some of those orbs to get the horsemen and going and, and catch back up then maybe build them for fun. I don't know. Um, you know, I always tell people if you're having fun playing Marvel Strike Force, then you're playing it the right way. Yeah, that's we, we got to kind of find our own fun. The devs don't just hand it to us right. nowadays. We got to find it, but they're still fun to be at. And uh, mm-hmm. some people it's war, some people it's crucible, some people it's other game modes. And if war is one of your game modes that you love, I, I don't see the harm in building up this character because they're very good in that game mode. All right. Crucible. We talked about this briefly. The season got extended. Originally, this was supposed to end after next week's Crucible. But right now, it says 63 more days, so two more months of this mutant season. Uh, what do you oh, think the was Asian the X just won't end, will it? No, it'll never <laughs> end. All that extra resistance and damage for our mutants and yeah, it's, and counter Dormammu never is going to end. So what do you think was the mistake? That it was uh, supposed to end in uh, after next week? Or is this the mistake? That it's ending in 63 days? Well, the mistake is that Scopely's running the show here. That's, that's what it is. But they... So... I'm under the impression that a season lasts 10 weeks. I don't know where I got that number from, but for some reason that's rattling around in my head that a season lasts 10 weeks. Okay. I think that sounds about right. I know I'm ready for Age of X to be over with. I'm hoping that I I did my last Crucible matchup, you know, this morning. I hope (laughs) it's done because I'm tired of Age of X. I'm worried they're going to come back with age of apocalypse or something and it just be a worse version of this i want them to mix it up i wouldn't mind them doing villain mutants but i just don't want it being villain mutants on every node like this it's just a little too much i want a little more variety in each different room I would as well. I would as well. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of this season. I like how it was before, but they got to sell Tangled Web. They had to sell Tangled Web somehow. They needed to make Unlimited better than they were because, I don't know, did they get like three reworks, four reworks since they, since they were announced? Because they weren't hitting like they were supposed to in the beginning. So they need to sell. They're doing this. What, is, what do you think is the next team or next system they're trying to sell when the next uh, season comes around? Maybe after next week, maybe after two more months. Who knows what is the wrong and correct version? So we've got the Rebirth team on the horizon. And if what we speculate, and of course, we're well into speculation land here. So who knows? I'm just kind of throwing some ideas out here. But that team is going to have a lot of shields on it. And I think that it's going to be a defensive shield team, like a defensive crucible team, you know, with Captain America and Captain Carter. And if U.S. soldier is in there or U.S. agent, excuse me, then I think that's going to be a crucible defense team, which sounds miserable to me. But we hated war defense teams. I'm going to absolutely hate crucible defense teams. Oh, yeah. And so if they do put that team out, I would hope that they would give us something that makes it easy to counter them. But, you know, it's going to go the opposite way and they're going to make something that boosts that team and makes them better so that more people want to build that team and place them on defense to get a higher score in crucible so i would expect something along those lines if the team goes to crucible defense if that team doesn't go to crucible defense 
then I guess we're looking more at the road to apocalypse and stuff that's coming out along those lines. And again, I think we're back to mutants, maybe villain mutants, something like that. Uh, if your theories are correct, I'm feeling a lot of love for these shield minions. You know, if they, if they get the next tag for Crucible, they're going to be great. And then if we build them up for that death scourge, that that's giving them those extra values. So I'm, I'm oh, feeling that love. I'm feeling that love for shield from you. If if they if they do, because I'm, I'm talking about Captain America and ha actually having a physical shield. But if they do shield minions and boost them oh, or that, something, I, or, I, I thought I just thought shield. OK, anyway, yeah, <laughs> the actual shield. But no, if that's that another thing yes, with the yes. minion tag out there, that might be the next crucible thing is that they have one or even two rooms that have a huge boost to minions that and would make it not feel as bad that would make it not feel not, as bad uh, for the 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 death scourge right that's not terrible but at the same time again they want us to build minions and nobody wants to swallow that one anyway you slice out. it that's terrible but we'll <laughs> no, see. it's not good it's not good. they're filler characters because they yeah. weren't enough characters in day one so they got all these filler characters they've never added a minion since because that's how bad they were they took them out of the elite fours elite fives Come on, Scopely. You even I mean, they could give us, when you did that. They could give us so many good mutant, or not mutant, minion characters. What if they brought, somebody mentioned Ultron bots coming to the game as minions, and then yeah. a rework to Ultron. You know, the, the Sentinels sound fantastic to me. You could the mercenary bodyguards from Kingpin. Those are minions. There you go. Yes. <laughs> it's his time to shine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. They, there's so many ways that they can make this less painful, but uh, well, I guess we'll have to wait till the update drops. We'll see what's in the notes. All right. And a preview of what you may be seeing next week is in the data mines festival of frost now this looks like the next month-long milestone event throughout the month of december there's about 10 separate month-long milestone events and if you want to see a great infographic on these data mines benny Westside does some really good infographics on uh on instagram so check him out uh we're actually using the the original uh, discord post here just because it's easier to highlight now the big change here uh we're getting these snowballs coal eyes all this cool stuff the big thing is there's event store and rewards which indicates there's no month-long character next month which is a good thing there's going to be presence in the store top tiered character shards elite seven credits dark promo credits and it looks like the store is going to rotate after every week this seems like a lot less painful than these month-long releases for these characters if this is the new trend with these month-long events going forward which still gives us some carrot to chase at the end of the month but not be totally screwed on these new characters if we uh if we miss one of these events or our alliances isn't participating in coordinated assault is this is this a lot better in your opinion than what we've had previously or, or are you gonna wait to see what happens uh, well what, i what definitely need to wait to see i'm kind of curious each week will feature a new set of characters at the top i don't know if does that make it feel stale going doing every week or you know Maybe doing these for three days at a time would be a little bit better to mix it up. I'm just curious, like, what happens if there's nothing at the top of that list for the whole week? And you're just like, OK, I'm staring at the same characters and waiting for it to turn over. I'm not sure. I, I got to see how this plays out. I'm, I, it's it feels a little new and I'm unfamiliar with this kind of well, setup. So well, the good thing, good, the good thing, we're not just getting that. We're getting at least seven credits, dark promo credits. And I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be geared. Yeah, there's um, what good is elite seven gear. credits, though, Valley, because we can't get characters unlocked past four. Sometimes True. maybe five stars without spending buckets of money. True. If you're already, already spending buckets 
some money, you can buy your Elite Sevens. All we need is dark promo credits because all the good characters That's right. nowadays take dark promo credits. They don't right, even, they're not even into orbs anymore. So yeah. good, good point on that. But I guess there's other things you could buy. I, I'm just glad that this is not associated with the character release. And I hope this is like this going forward because I know there's a lot of complaints about people. Oh, I'm chasing for this character. That's a bad release method, especially if you have to take a break during the holidays and you know can't do all these events and are missing something. It's, it doesn't feel as bad if you're missing some character shards that you may or may not need. Some of these other things that you could get at other sources of the game. So I, I, would, I would be happy if this is how it is going well, forward. I mean, I want to know what their definition of top tier character shards is. Madeline That's Pryor. a wide open. <laughs> That's left way open to interpretation there. And we know that Scopely's going to be like, yeah, Moon Knight's still top tier. Totally. Oh, oh my goodness. I hope, I hope they're not that disconnected from the community that they do something like that. I hope it's something that's actually valuable. The community can get excited about and uh, solve this lack of farmability for a lot of these new characters. Uh, they can kill a lot of birds with this. Don't if, if they this need is to right. open up first week with Icarus at the top of that store. The Icarus, Agatha, Gambit, put all of them, all the rare characters in there. All just like, hey. Happy holidays, guys. I'll Happy settle holidays. for just just one one character that I really need each week so that I can just keep farming that character with my presence or whatever whatever thing we're spending, whatever currency presence. we're spending presence. on it. Oh presence. my goodness, another you gotta currency you gotta too. Write. It's presence, it's presence. There's so many different currencies. Every week we got like three new currencies. All right, next day to mine. It is about the abominable beast. People were wondering how he's going to be released. I misread the data mines. I thought he was the next month long character. It looks like Lots this is a event. That. Yeah, I, I misread it. I misread the store thing. So it looks like this is a separate event in this uh, in this big event, the Festival of Frost here. We're getting this abominable beast event, and it looks like earning mad scientist orbs, uh, battling in blitz, so more blitzing. We, we've got a few weeks off of blitz, so that's a good thing. Uh, ghastly experiments, cold-hearted milestones, so lots of blitzing. And, and uh, so the abominable beast milestone has two parts of Olaf there, the snowballs and coal eyes. Yeah, it, that's kind of unusual. Don't they normally put one part in each of the separate little milestone things? Uh, I think snowballs is the um, is the currency that they've. Oh, had. it's the currency. Oh, yeah, okay. The, I'm sorry, I didn't remember which part of the snowman we're doing, other than Cap Speedy, well, yeah, which collect, is yeah, so collect snowballs. Snowballs is the currency. Okay. Coal eyes. Never. Kernos, it's still one item. Then. Cap's beanies is the big thing there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Get the coal eyes. Teal mini uniques. Gold promo credits. Uh, free to play players. Your guess. Four star beast or less from this event? Four star. I'm going to give him the benefit four, of the doubt. Okay. I'm going to say four star and like 20 extra shards or something weird that their metric says people will spend on an offer to get them to five stars. All right. Some, something weird. But I think four stars for free to play players. That's that. That'll be good. That'll be good. Uh, and it looks like it's very, very complicated. You got the blitz, spending energy, spending a lot of stuff. So I guess I'm, I'm assuming we're going to see information about this in tomorrow's blog post. Um, any what? other thoughts on this event? No, other than I'm kind of getting a little frustrated with how convoluted these layers and layers of events are. 
I'm supposed to be one of the people who knows what's going on in this game. I constantly find myself asking chat. I'm like, okay, guys, what am I saving today? What am I spending? What am I going for? Because I can't remember. I can't keep up with all these different things we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And and collecting in different places, whether it be in the store or the web store. It's just nuts. It's very confusing. Even the people that try to, that, you know, are supposed to be staying on top of this gets confused. I, I'm getting confused about a lot of this I, because it changes all the time. What, what we're supposed to be doing so i don't know i guess uh, it's better than a blitz release but at the same time at least i knew how to do the blitz release you know let's hold off let's let's wait and see how much blitzing we actually have to do for this event right. before we say that it may be it may be seven days of eight rotations and that's oh. worse than a, that's worse than a blitz well, release and then once we know then they're probably going to change it or roll it back remember we were, we were trying to do oh, like seven rotations oh, yeah. a day and then they dialed it back to four or something oh, it's, it's, it's all something to change whatever it says in the blog post so we won't know until that bet actually goes live. That's a good point on that. All right, Ron. So lots of things happening. Lots of things happened over the past week. Any final thoughts, my brother? No, I think just try and stay positive with the game. There's a lot of negativity going on out there, but I'm also seeing a lot of new players coming to the game. I'm seeing new streamers on Twitch. I'm seeing a lot of activity. People are actually still excited about this game. And we got to remember that Scopely does things that maybe we don't like on the surface, but actually creates innovative challenges for us to, for us to overcome, like the minions, right? We don't like that, but it's, it's causing a lot of discussion. People are debating. There's things to talk about, and it's a challenge for us. And that's what we do as a community. We come together and try and figure out how to overcome the horrible ideas that Scopely throws at us. I like that. That's a that's a great way of thinking. And uh, I, I try to do that on this channel. If you want more of that content, make sure you go over to Run's channel uh, on YouTube. Make sure you check out his stream on Twitch. The links are going to be down below, guys. And if you haven't already on this channel, hit that subscribe button for more great Marvel Strike Force, Marvel Snap, Marvel gaming content, at least five Marvel gaming videos per week on this channel. And if you're listening to this weekly news update, on a podcast on whatever platform you're listening to give it a five-star review it helps the channel helps everything out thank you guys run it has been a pleasure hopefully you have a great rest of the holidays hopefully i'll see you on before that uh and uh that is it are you ready for that fist bump my friend i am let's do it all right hulk fist bump valley flying with the surgically repaired hand and run seven out have a great one guys